This podcast is brought to you by Elfscaped. Back by popular demand. Elfscaped has a limited time deal that you're going to want to jump on like Dasher on Vixen during mating season. The premium package 4.0 Yeah is shipping right now. And with the supply chain issues, you'll likely have it just in time for next Christmas. This package has it all. The Nopo's number one grooming tool, the Snowblower 4.0 Yeah, Elfin Ear Trimmer 6000, and Jingle Bell Snow Powder, so you're always at your minty freshest. This deal is all because of you. Your response to Elfscape's last ad was Elfstraordinary. So they've crafted this offer to ensure that your snowballs are as smooth as Michael Bubbles' rendition of Santa Baby. Order now at Elfscaped. Elfscaped is not a real company, it's intended solely for satire. This program contains talk about criminal activity and may paint a not-so-flattering picture of one of your childhood heroes. It even includes a few cuss words and may not be appropriate for your youngins, so you might want to earmuff them or send them outside to play. Thanks for listening. heard that right, Santa Claus. My name's Richie Buck. I'm a pest control technician, carpenter, sometimes wise man in my church Christmas program, and as unbelievable as it might sound, I'm here to save Christmas. This is an Ear Cult production brought to you in association with Crawl Space Media. Santa may be a criminal. A 12-part Yuletide investigation. This is the seventh day of Christmas. High Elf Esteem. anything yet the needle's cold are you sure you want to do this you're probably wondering what in the world is going on right now hell yeah i do this is a commitment you know people are gonna talk let them all right here we go after the developments of the last few days particularly meeting with the defense attorney Derek rudolph the newly discovered evidence if the mitten ain't a fitting you best be acquitting and the revelation of the dna at the scene so what kind of bird? An owl. A quick note about that bird DNA. After learning of that, I reached out to the world's foremost authority on aerial bird strikes. Miracle on the Hudson captain, Chesley Sully Sullenberger. After my inquiry for him to comment on his experience with bird strikes, how they impact aircraft, and or even how to manage the aircraft after such a strike, I received the following response. Quote, Thank you for reaching out to Captain Sullenberger's team. Unfortunately, Captain Sullenberger is working to capacity and won't be able to do this. 
We wish you the best on your project. End quote. Maybe I'll reach out to Tom Hanks and see if he'll comment. Anyway. You really think he's innocent, don't you? Don't you? Then she actually put the needle to my skin. But I do. In fact, I'm more convinced than ever that Santa Claus is 100% innocent. Of course, now I have to prove it. And stop this war on Christmas. Will someone bring in the silent stocking? Wait, what's the silent stocking? There are a few things I've never been. I've never been a dress-up-on-Halloween guy. I've never been an F-word guy. And I've never been a tattoo guy. One of those things changes today. Courtesy of Jenny's Ink, Ink. That second ink is I-N-C, like incorporated. Yep, I'm getting a tattoo. Boy, if my mama could see me now, she'd probably take the switch after me. I miss you, mama. Anyhow, you probably want to know the particulars, what this tattoo is, and where this tattoo's going. Well, one of Santa's cellmates is a gifted artist. He's been drawing all sorts of stuff for Santa, and the big guy's been sharing them with me. And there was this one image that caught my eye. It's a picture of a happy Santa Claus with rosy cheeks and a missing tooth. Something about it strikes me. And I asked him if I could borrow the drawing. Then I brought it here. I'm having Jenny add back his beard. I don't care if it was a fake. It's the only way most people will recognize him. And I think she's searing each individual hair in that beard onto my skin. Anyhow, after my Bell Buddy campaign was a success, we got Derek Rudolph on board, and I knew I was going to be headed to the North Pole. I figured, what better way to show that I am, quote, Team Santa, than to get his image permanently imprinted onto my flesh. So, when I get to the NOPO, that's what Santa said all the elves call the North Pole, all of them will know I'm on their side. You want the hat filled in red? The silent stocking is removed. Of course. You sure, Richie? Never more sure. But only for a second. All right. Merry Christmas. Hey. This festive fact-finding expedition, well, I believe it'll bring swift closure to Santa's case and erase any doubt that Santa Claus is innocent. Maybe he flew drunk. And maybe he'll let me tag along to his defensive driving course. I'd love to see him navigate the sleigh through what they have over here at the abandoned airport. And all those other trumped-up charges, well, those will go away too, just in time for Christmas. Then, next year, all we'll have to worry about is which list each of us ends up on. I said, are you almost done? There's no way we missed that. I'm speaking with Detective Samantha Strong about the mistakes that the police department made on the night of Santa's arrest and incarceration. She doesn't believe me when I tell her about the mitten that Derek Rudolph's investigator found. Size small. I'm only telling you so you know. Oh, and did I tell you I'm going to the North Pole? Wait, when? Tomorrow. Seriously? I can't believe you do that. Why not? Because it's stupid, for one thing. Well... In that case, maybe I can believe you do it. Well, thanks a lot. I'll be sure your name's on the naughty list when I get there. Well, good luck. Wait, is that... is that a tattoo? No, it's just a bruise. Lift up your sleeve. Do it, Richie. I didn't want her to see it. For a lot of reasons. But mostly because I thought she'd make fun of me. <laughs> Richie! What the f*** have you done? Is that Santa? No, it's Winston Churchill. Who do you think it is? 
That is ridiculous. Wait until the guys at the station hear about this. No, don't. Oh, uh, I'm gonna. No. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You'll all be sorry after I get back. You'll beg me to put in a good word with... Yeah. What'd you call him when you were little? Nice try. But not today. During Santa's interrogation, he asked Detective Strong to call him by the name she called him when she was a kid. That moment seemed to affect her seemingly unshakable facade. I'm gonna get it out of you. You wish. All right, I have to go. Wish me luck. Wait, don't. I don't need luck. Because I have magic. Catch you later. Richie. Yeah? The North Pole's a long way from here. I know. It's 3,995.5675309 miles. I got it, but just, you know, be safe. You want me to be safe now? Yeah, I do. I thought we were having a breakthrough moment, that my warm personality had finally started to melt through that icy exterior. Because the prosecution might end up calling your goofy ass to the stand. I hope you're wearing sleeves that day. Once again, I was wrong. That night, I turned everything off at the homestead. Called Rodney and asked if he'd watch over the house for me while I was gone. Then, I took that letter from Todd O. Tannenbaum, and I set out on a journey. How that went, and more, after the break. It's time for this week's Nice List, where your ratings and reviews get you a mention and a spot on this year's Nice List. MCAS Unsolved says, Santa May Be a Criminal is the gift that keeps on giving. Not only is the story hilarious and well-written, the attention to detail makes this a full experience that will jingle your bells and fill your ears with delight. Crackerman77 says, From the true crime genre's send-ups to every single holiday cliché, it's all done with a wink, with a finger on the nose, and every joke and plot point land. Listen or risk coal in the stocking. And Ginger Meadows says, What an amazing podcast. I love the accent, and I feel right at home. Thanks, y'all. If you want to be included in an upcoming episode, head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening and leave us a five-star rating and review. You are 3,995.5675309 miles from the North Pole. Traveling to the North Pole ain't as easy as you'd think it'd be. Starting route to the North Pole at the stop sign. Take a left on County Line Road. I opened up the travel package from Tato Tannenbaum and looked at all the various tickets. How the prosecutors got a direct flight is beyond me. Maybe they still use travel agents. And since this is the first time I ever flew outside the crop duster we sometimes get to use for bug spraying at work, the journey there was quite an experience. First, I had to drive into Savannah. Welcome to Savannah. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention? Fly into Charlotte. Make a connection to New York City, where I encountered the longest bathroom line I've ever seen. Boarding a flight to... What in the... Helsinki. That's in Finland. Once there, I boarded a train. Is this the Polar Express? And took it until the tracks ran out. This is literally where the train tracks end. I don't see no sidewalk either. Luckily, at the train station, there was a man with a sign for me. Though, he misspelled my last name. No, no, it's Buck. Buck with a B. From there, it appeared my only option was to employ one of those sled dog type situations. And after all that, the planes, the trains, the automobiles, even the sledding, 
I see a light ahead. Is that it? That's it. We arrived at the North Pole. Just going to drop you off a bit and welcome to Santa Kia so you can get your elf. My elf? Yeah. Todd O'Tannenbaum arranged for one of our great young citizens to guide you through the NOPO. You know what the NOPO is, right? Easy, buddy. I know what the NOPO is. The sled comes to a stop in front of an empty gazebo. I grab my things. There's nobody here. Oh, there's somebody. Ta-ta. Onward. I glanced around. Nothing but me and the faint sounds of Christmas music. Though, I reckon up here they probably just call it music. I find a rack and pick up a handful of those little touristy flyers. You know, the ones in hotels that have all the great attractions and the locations. Well, they had those at the North Pole, too. But all these seemed to be advertising secondhand toy shops and bars. There also were 12 craft breweries. Maybe I could get by one or two of them. Suddenly, something caught my eye. It was a bobbin of a little green hat. Excuse me, are you... And then, in less than an instant, I felt a tug at my coat. When I looked down, I saw a dark-haired girl. An elf with an impish smile on her face. You're an elf. What did you expect? A fairy? Well, you sort of look like a fairy. Hey, listen, mister. Her demeanor changed. She was suddenly very, and I mean very, upset. Nah, that's downplaying it. This elf was pissed. I'm not a fairy. I'm not related to any fairies. I don't have any fairy friends. We have nothing to do with the fae folk. Do you understand? Sorry, I just meant that with wings you might be confused. Nothing. You got that, Richie Buck? First of all, I don't care what she says. If you put wings on her... This elf would look like a fairy, and I don't think that's such a bad thing. Second of all, I was sort of surprised because, how do you know my name? We know all about you. We know all about all of you. How's that tattoo feel? She jumped up and patted me on the arm. Between the sore flesh and the bitter cold, the jolt felt like a thousand knives digging into my skin all over again. Every hair on Santa's beard. It feels fine. And what's your name, little girl? Little girl, I'm 156 years old, you know. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you don't look any older than nine. Well, I am. 147 years older, to be exact. I decided to redirect the conversation before I put my foot in my mouth again. Which, to be honest, right now, might be a welcome relief because I can't feel my toes. Maybe we've gotten off on the wrong frozen foot. I'm Richie, and your name is? I'm Ellie. She touched her nose and wiggled her ears. She smiled real big. I couldn't help but laugh, but I tried to replicate the greeting. Is this how you greet the non-locals? Nope, it just made you look silly. Welcome to the North Pole. Wanna play? In a lot of ways, elves, or at least this one, is exactly what you'd expect. Small, with quick, precise movements. There's a... how do you say it? Ethereal quality? At that moment, I heard the sounds of fireworks, and could see the night sky light up a bit away. What's going on over there? Oh, Richie Buck. You have a lot to learn. Come on. With that, she struck out on a brisk pace toward the lights. And, not knowing what I was walking into, I followed. I'm walking down what appears to be the main avenue of the North Pole. But it doesn't look anything like I expected. There aren't Christmas lights in all the trees. In fact, there aren't any trees. It looks like those pictures of factory towns from the early 1900s like Milwaukee in 1905. There's steel and concrete and not much else. The snow is even gray and without life. The only real illumination besides a handful of hazy streetlights are the blinking neon from what appear to be bars. 
I can't be sure though because none of the signs are in English. This is the North Pole. What, not fancy enough for you? In a way, this place is just like Santa. Not at all what I expected. So, Ellie? What? Where are we going? You'll see. I follow Ellie around a corner into a dark alley. Are you sure we're going the right way? You sure ask a lot of questions. Do I? She walks about 100 more feet, which is about 300 more steps for her and stops. She jumps up and taps on a metal door. We wait for a long moment, and my mind assesses the situation. This door is a tad shorter than me. And if we're going inside, I hope the ceilings are at least a little higher. Otherwise, it's going to be a long walk and a long night. After a moment, two eyes appear in a slot near Ellie's eye line. I lean down to try to get a better look, but it's too dark to see much. I got Richie Buck. Is this where Todd O'Tannenbaum lives? Shh, quiet. Sorry. She looks back at the slot. Sorry, you've seen his file. The metal slot closes and we stand there a long moment. So this file, have much in the way of nice business in it? I'm not at liberty to say. But if you were? Come on, Ellie. Bothering me about it isn't a nice thing. I can tell you that. She was right. I tried to change the subject to the safest thing in the world. The weather. Cold as Alaska out here, huh? They got heat in there? After a moment, the door creaks open and Ellie glances back at me. All right, Richie Buck, you asked for the heat. I lean down and follow her through the door. She's right. It is warmer, and thankfully the ceilings are a couple feet taller than me, so I can walk normally. This way. We wind through a maze of hallways past dozens of closed doors with weird shapes on them. What is this place? It used to be the institution. What kind of institution? It's where they sent all the elves after they'd, you know built their last cuckoo clock. Oh, creepy. The best way to keep that from happening is to just follow Santa's advice. Yeah? What's that? She turns around, puffs up her chest, and tries to sound like Santa. Have a high elf esteem, ho ho ho. Right. This long winding hallway ends at a door with three upside down triangles and a square. Here we are. You ready? I guess so. She opens the door, and we walk into a cloud of smoke in a dimly lit room. There's a large leather couch and a lamp in one corner. The other corner of the room is completely dark. Okay, he's here. When you're done, I'll take you to your lodging. Thanks. She turns to walk out and then grabs my sleeve again and... You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town yeah that's my goal to get him back here nice and with that she winks at me and shuts the door I turn back into the smoke filled room is this the part where I'm punked did you leave me alone in here have a seat oh shit you scared me okay uh hard to see in here I'm Richie Buck and you are? I'm Todd O'Tannenbaum. Or if you prefer, you call me what my friends call me. Oh yeah? What's that? The Todd Father.
next time on Santa May Be a Criminal. I learn why the Todd father brought me to the North Pole. The mayor offers me the key to the city. And I run into the head of the FBI who's concerned over what he's calling this international hostage crisis. Santa may be a criminal was conceived at a bonfire on some hunting land outside of Rinkin, Georgia by head elf Jason Usry, co-executive elves Rebecca Sebastian, Shiloh Katniss, Scott Musgrove, and Michelle Kasuba. Special guest star this week, Sydney Katniss as Ellie the Elf. Stay up to date and ensure your space on the nice list by leaving us a five-star rating wherever your ears are right now. Then go and rate us five stars everywhere else. Music and sound effects licensed by paying through the nose to multiple royalty-free music and sound effects providers, not the least of which are Epidemic Sound, Motion Array, and Soundstrike. Additional musical contributions that slay by Captain Fat Hands. To check out the cast for this episode, as well as their other projects, visit the show notes and check out santamaybe.com. You can also add people to the Naughty or Nice list by emailing the North Pole at workshop at santamaybe.com. Santa May Be a Criminal is an ear cult production presented in association with the Crawl Space Media Network. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. And while we're having a lot of fun with this podcast, we want to take a quick moment to be serious about an important nonprofit organization that benefits or advocates for victims in the true crime community. Hello, it's Nick from the True Crime Garage podcast here to tell you about the Porchlight Project. The Porchlight Project is a nonprofit organization that offers support for families of the missing and murdered. We specialize in funding new DNA testing and genetic genealogy for cold cases. We also offer victims' families renewed media attention to tell their story and investigative services free of charge. With the help of our many proud donors, we have assisted in solving a 1987 cold case homicide, and we followed that up by identifying unknown remains from 1881. We are currently working to identify male remains found in a barrel in Cleveland in 1969 and a Jane Doe found in 1980. To learn more or to make a donation, please visit us at porchlightonline.org. Thank you.